0: Welcome back. This is Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. We have with us now Yoram Burnett. He is the CEO co-founder of Scope5, a company that creates sustainable data management software tools that help organizations improve cost, revenue, and risk management. We'll be hearing much, much more about uh, the company in a minute. Yoram is responsible for the overall vision and growth of uh, Scope5, and he also oversees product development, delivery, and support. Before he was at uh, Scope5, he was at Microsoft for eight years, where he led the company's Internet Quality of Service a- efforts. Welcome, Yoram.
1: Thank you. Good afternoon. Good
0: afternoon. Very happy to have you uh, on on the line here with us. <laughs> um, we're excited to hear about Scope Five. We're excited to hear about your story too. Um, I, I gave a little bit of an intro there, and um, I promised my listeners that I would—they would understand. Um, sustainable data management software tools by the end of this conversation. Uh, so we're going to help them understand what that means and why Scope 5 is having so much success. Before we before we start with that, though, it would be great for our listeners to hear a little bit more about you and your career path and what has led you to co-found uh, Scope 5.
1: Sure. Um, well, as Chrissy mentioned, I was at uh, Microsoft for eight years before that at Bell Labs for ten years, so I really have a a history and a career in high tech, which I really enjoyed. I left Microsoft in uh, 2001, and uh, my w- the woman who is now my wife and I took some time to travel around the world and came home and built our house. And a uh, number of events conspired after that to kind of bring us to where we are today. Uh, I had my first child, then. Uh, I chaired a local uh, community organization social justice committee and in that capacity we started a program in which we decided to track our household emissions. Um, uh, Shortly after that, and we were using Excel spreadsheets for that by the way, Uh, shortly after that, um, in about 2007, I served on the Social Venture Partners Environmental Grant Committee and that was uh, interestingly led by Susan Fairchild who now runs our sales and marketing at Scope 5. Um, that was a pretty, uh, transformational experience, um, and even more so later that year, my second son was born. Um, he was born very prematurely, um, and it was kind of a, hit me at that point that I really want to do something to leave the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Um, As it happens, I had a lot of time, um he was in the hospital for weeks and so i kind of sat there and started writing the software that uh, eventually became something called carbon salon um which was uh an online application to help households understand their carbon emissions and find ways to reduce them easy ways to reduce them um wow. and then i
0: That's good that keep kind on of going
1: <laughs> led to Uh, scope 5. What happened was we gained a nice base of devoted users, uh, homeowners, and they started coming to us and saying, well, hey, my company could really use something like this. Mm -hmm. So we started showing Carbon Salon to businesses and realized that there was a huge need for something not quite the same, but something for businesses, and that we had a great advantage in coming at it from uh, our roots in a consumer application. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so that became scope 5
0: and how long how long has scope 5 been in existence
1: well it carbonstone turned to scope 5 in mm-hmm. 2011 okay. uh, our first customers are well into their second year now okay using it.
0: great so we'll be able to talk about you know what has been going on the past couple of years and and how it's grown um let let's start off with the basics though and 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 um figure out let's but define exactly what what you are doing and and who your who your customer base is are are they regional now are they national international
1: well we have users in 64 countries and most of the states
0: Hmm. Uh, in just two years in two years wow that's terrific um and how large how large are you are you a big are you big or do you how many folks do you have
1: we have a handful of full-time employees um, we are not big yet um we have a nice um, th- that those full-time employees are complemented by part-time and and advisors mm-hmm. and the offices are usi- usually buzzing but we're still a, a small company
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now tell let's let's let ta- tell us about exactly what you do and why uh your approach is is so different
1: well, what we do is we help uh, organizations of all types um, take control of their sustainability data. Um, a few years ago, Walmart came out with a sustainability scorecard, and they required over 100,000 vendors to start reporting data back to Walmart on their uh, environmental impact, mm-hmm. and their use of resources. Um, A number of big companies quickly followed, and and so there are thousands of these scorecards now. Today, there are thousands of scorecards like this issued each year. Mm -hmm. Um, Before they came to us, at least one of our customers had lost business, because they couldn't respond to this kind of scorecard, and most of them feared losing business. Um, There are numerous other pressures that were compelling companies to do this kind of work. Um, Mm -hmm cost of energy and resources was seen as a the rise, the potentially in cost of energy and resources was seen as a threat that led them to seek opportunities for efficiency. Pressure from investors through the Carbon Disclosure Project, the Dow Jones Sustainability Index, um, the desire to retain employees. Um, the, the best and brightest employees seek to work for companies that reflect their values. I'm kind of trying to set mm-hmm. the landscape here for mm-hmm. what makes a product like ours Mm -hmm. so uh, necessary. Um, End customers are increasingly shopping green. And then then regulatory pressure. Um, It's been weak in general, especially in our country and especially uh, at a federal level, but state and regional uh, regulatory pressure has been picking up. California has a cap-and-trade now. Mm -hmm. Um, And these kind of pressures were proving overwhelming to a lot of organizations. Uh, A lot of companies are responding to increasing numbers of reporting requests. Okay. over 300 a year and are hiring full-time people to do this work. Wow. And the great thing is that while this kind mm-hmm. of this work is great for the environment, a lot of companies are realizing that it's good for the bottom line as well. Mm-hmm. And so we, we identified an opportunity here and built a product to make it really easy for these companies to do this kind of work.
0: Okay. So what What is out there that hasn't been easy? I mean, we, we hear about, like you just mentioned, these scorecards and then companies, in many cases, just scrambling to try to find the, the da- any data that they can find. How have you broken it down where it's, it's, it's much more intuitive for the user?
1: Right. Um, so so the, here's the landscape we stepped into. The, the companies that are doing this work or are doing this work, uh, we're doing it in one of two ways. They were either using spreadsheets so, um, my co founder liked to talk about the quiet desperation of sitting in an office buried in spreadsheets right kinds <laughs> right. of spreadsheets you're collecting from loads of different locations and and these spreadsheets are are the static and laborious and error prone and um but a lot of big companies were still are still using spreadsheets yeah until we came along the The only alternative were complicated solutions from big software vendors from from company-wide, kind of corporate ERP vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, and these tended to be expensive uh, to license, but that was the least of the worries. They're, they tend to be difficult to use and require extensive training. Maybe only specialized users can use them. They come with long deployment cycles. They require involving the IT group. And once deployed, they tend to be inflexible and expensive to maintain. So they have a high total cost of ownership. Okay. So what we did is come in here, and a large part of this is thanks to, to the, the way things worked out that we came from a root of roots of a consumer application. So we came in with a really easy to use uh, user experience, a really easy user experience. We focused on the features that are needed and nothing more.
0: Okay.
1: We're in the cloud. So there's no IT requirement. We can be deployed quickly and easily in a matter of weeks, so that our customers can help, uh, can quickly recognize a return on their investment Mm -hmm. we think of kind of we think of our value in in four pillars efficiency engagement knowledge and flexibility so when i talk about efficiency i'm talking about eliminating the complexity from the user experience about streamlining the deployment of the application the loading of the data um Mm -hmm. engagement is a really important part um... especially in bigger organizations there tend to be two kinds of users those that are providing the data and those that are using it to generate reports that are then reported externally or reported up to the board or up the management chain. Mm. And especially the providers of that data tend to feel like they're kind of cogs in a machine. Like, why, <laughs> why am I being asked for more data? Why am I being asked to balance a checkbook again? What's happening with this data? And we've been very successful in empowering these users. All our users get to log into the system. Uh, depending on how privileges are set up, end users, the, these people who felt like cogs, can can run reports, can see what how they fit in, what their data means, what their facility or their activity is contributing to the organization's impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been very successful at building a sense of community within the organization. People are actually excited to do this work. Um, and bes- outside of the organization, we've we've built a community of partners in the form of sustainability consulting firms that we work with, mm-hmm. and customers, and in a, yet another form of engagement. We've made ourselves accessible to all sorts of organizations that that beforehand would have been too small to be able to do this, to be able to afford this kind of
0: right, product. right. So, I, I'm interested in the in the the access that you're providing to to all employees. Obviously, the engagement and the knowledge piece kind of go hand in hand. Uh, once cu- customers are, are knowledgeable, they're going to become more engaged, and that leads to efficiency. They're all related, but what? is the idea that every employee no matter what position is is, an, is is going to want to or at least has the ability to access
1: not necessarily every employee um, some organizations uh we have will have a green team of uh, one of our customers has a green team of a few hundred uh users around the world okay so those green team employees are uh using the application um there's the ability to publish specific dashboards, and those can be accessible to all employees. But actually, being able to input data and run reports is done by invitation from the account administrator.
0: Okay, okay. So how did how did you get this this How did you get the attention of of customers? I know we're going to talk about um, a few of your clients. Uh, how, how, what what was the real Tell me what it was about what you're offering that got them to listen and then sign up with you. I mean, obviously the ease of it—we've discussed that—but there has. Right. Th- what else is that? What else is in this?
1: Well, I think um, you know the fact that we we had these users who were using our consumer product. They brought us to a number of organizations. In fact, that's how we got to our first customer.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and our first customer was facing. Uh, a CDP report, a huge a labo- sorry, CDP is the carbon disclosure project. Mm-hmm. Many of the mul- top multinationals around the world report to the carbon disclosure project. Um, and this company engaged in the typical annual scramble. Um, it's, it's Expeditors, uh, it's a $6 billion multinational logistics company headquartered in Seattle. And they engage in this annual scramble where they'd hire interns and they'd have months and months of collecting data in spreadsheets. Um, and only to produce a CDP report at the end. Um, and we uh, we offered to load their data for them. Mm. And uh, I remember we actually, uh, one of our, our developers, our lead developer pulled pulled two all-nighters in a row <sighs> to get all that data loaded for our presentation. And, and we presented it to them. And uh, you know, we took what was a, a laborious process that yielded a spreadsheet uh, that couldn't do much more than it was designed for. What it was designed for it did quite well um and we turned it into a live we put their data on steroids and i think okay. they were very impressed with that
0: okay so really what they were doing is creating this report for this carbon disclosure report and what was um what was most important was really just getting them something and not really making the changes or falling through on the changes
1: oh no they've they've uh I, I think they're quite committed to changes and in fact since uh, deploying to them um, what we found is mm-hmm. that their what they found is that their their data providers now have identified opportunities for change at their facilities. Okay. And, and have, you know, at, at just one facility, they've they've saved significant amounts of energy. At another, they reduced waste significantly, and that's really that that makes a difference to the bottom line.
0: Absolutely. H- have they addressed the the issues too of employee retention? That may be as a result of all of this new knowledge they've gained and understanding.
1: I, I don't. Uh, two things. I think that employee retention is kind of a long term. You have to look at employee retention over years. Mm-hmm. And Accenture has written a lot about this, about the value of um, appealing to to values for them for millennial employees, and I don't think that's something that you can tell in uh, two years. Um, right. You know, yeah. I doubt there's been a sudden spike in the ability to hire good employees, but I think that it helps organizations. It's part of what makes an organization appealing to employees sure. in general.
0: Sure. Now, how about um, how about some other projects? I know that the city of Bellevue is another one that um, you've are been working on, and is, uh, there's a lot of information on the website, um, scope5.com. Tell us about the city of Bellevue. Well,
1: the city of Bellevue is pretty exciting, Uh for a number of reasons one of them was that um, we had done a number of enterprise uh, deployments at that point but this was our first municipality and we worked with a local consulting uh, sustainability consulting firm cascadia consulting Um, and so what we they had a special insight into how municipalities do their inventories and municipalities structure by inventory I mean how they assess their their sustainability data Mm -hmm. municipalities um, there's kind of a precedence for municipalities doing this it's done very differently the the kind of data and the structure of the data that's reported is very different from enterprises Mm -hmm. which tend to be pretty similar um, in general or at a high level municipalities are very different and they track very different things So uh, it was very gratifying to see that we had succeeded in making our application flexible enough to support a very different format of data. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is that for municipalities, this has traditionally been a really expensive process that they engage in once every five years, once every seven years. They have a report of, okay, here's a snapshot of our our carbon footprint, for example. Mm -hmm. And I have to just say it's it's much more than carbon we deal with, but that's one of the repeated themes. Mm-hmm. Um, with with the city of Bellevue and with Scope Five, now what's happening is that they they always have a real time inventory. So they've gone from being able to do this infrequently to having a real time inventory available at the click of a button.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what what are the main issues that they're that, that, the the challenges I I guess of of, of the city of Bellevue of of tackling their environmental issues, we're talking about energy efficiency. We're talking about water use. Um, oh,
1: they're, you know, they're tracking esoteric things. Uh, they're using Scope Five to track salmon count, okay, tree canopy. Um, I think that one of the things that we've helped them to do is link cost to these sustainability metrics, okay. So that now they can uh, work with their with with the the management with the city council and say you know here's what we stand to save if we make these changes or here's what this is costing us um, another thing uh, is that that they're concerned with transparency and so now they're able to they have we, we uh, gave them the ability to uh, publish a public dashboard mm-hmm. so that uh, certain of the charts that they generate the reports that they generate internal to their account are published for the, the public to see, for all the residents of Bellevue. And so that really helps them be transparent.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, there a, is there a mechanism whereby uh, residents of Bellevue are able to um, really access all of the data and interact and ask questions and engage?
1: Well, the the charts on the public dashboard are interactive, so they can kind of tinker with those charts. And we are working on enhancing those dashboards, the public dashboards, so that there's more engagement Two-way engagement opportunity around that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, is this is this something for for the city that you could replicate relatively easy in either a city of the of the same size or larger?
1: Oh yeah, now, this is completely replicatable. The what's not replicatable is the the upfront work of just collecting that city's data. Okay. Organized, which City of Bellevue was very organized, <laughs> right. and they had the value of also having a consultant that that they had worked with. Then that's very easy to mm. organize the data, relatively easy. Um, if they're doing this for the first time, that's more work. But once it's done, mm-hmm. that work is done, and then then the the maintenance is much simpler.
0: It's much simpler. Yeah, you did. You were. I read that on a blog that you have on your site that there's the um, and I forget the term you use. The it's MV something, but it was basically once you create the hard work is really up front and then the the benefits of what you do are compounded um rather rapidly Huh, it's Uh, interesting minimum viable product i got it right right it's interesting
1: (laughs) to hear you applying this to a deployment so i was writing about kind of the process of developing a software Mm -hmm, application mm -hmm. specifically um and what we're talking about here is the process of taking that application and turning it on for a different a new municipality mm-hmm. we do very little real customization work um, okay. the only customization we do is responding to kind of aggregate feature requests from customers So when we see a feature that's repeatedly requested um, we try to be very responsive and, and foster a great relationship with our customers and we feel like those features they ask for make it a better product. So we do we do add features, mm-hmm. but we don't, you know, this is not a product that needs customizing for each new customer. It kind of works out of the box. You just have to set it up okay. and load the data.
0: Okay. Well, We've we've talked about a couple of Seattle-based expeditors, and obviously City of Bellevue, which is just right over the bridge um, from Seattle. Um, give us give us an example of maybe another or two um, other clients around the the nation or world.
1: Well, we have um, Oakley in uh, California. We have um, a uh, major um, food processor in Texas. Um, we have, uh, a couple of others in the works. Um, okay, we have a, uh, uh, Terex Genie headquartered in South Dakota with operations all over the world. Huh. Um, okay. and then a, a handful of, uh, ones that we're working on, which I'm not kind of at liberty to
0: Sure, sure, discuss. sure. And Oakley, may, I mean, the, the Oakley makes, I know, sunglasses, what, they're, they're a sports... Manufacturer, right? That, that's correct. Okay, um, this is this is fascinating. I just want to make sure that our listeners really kind of understand the landscape of, of what's out there. Are there other people doing anything similar to what you've produced here? I know that you know sustainability data gathering, etc., is is um, you know you, you read a lot about it, and obviously companies need need and are wanting to do this more and more. What's what's your competition?
1: Well, so as I described, our competition is the spreadsheets, on the one hand, the status quo. Um, and on the other hand, it's these big software suites. Okay. Uh, so you've heard of SAP and Oracle. Um, they're, they're kind of the most famous ones. And then uh, there are other large software vendors, um, a little more specialized. Uh, some names are Enablon, Enviance, Hurrah, um, and these provide the kind of big software suites that I described earlier
0: okay and so the, the benefit then of going with with a company like Scope 5 is just the accessibility to your product the, the, the it sounds like you sort of expedite the process as well
1: indeed we we make it simpler and easier and less expensive to 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 operate
0: and more fun, which is key. Yeah, Yeah, no, we hear that. Yeah, no, it's very important. Um, It's it's important. So, what are you? Do you do you face challenges? I mean, two years is obviously not a long time. You've been doing. You know, obviously, this is a, a a work in progress, and you've been thinking about this for a while and creating the company. What are what are you finding to be some of the big big challenges?
1: Well, I think the biggest one is is overcoming perceptions um that this is really this is going to be really hard to do. Um, it's daunting to contemplate doing a sustainability inventory, mm-hmm. and uh what we're proving is that it doesn't have to be that hard. You can start small and grow over time, and uh you can get your data in order, but mm-hmm. there there's kind of fear and uncertainty around that mm-hmm. um and we're early sustainability uh now this focus on sustainability now is kind of where there was there was a focus on diversity 20 years ago or so and now it's commonplace it's taken for granted diversity in the workplace mm-hmm. um sustainability wasn't it f- is is just kind of popping up on the radar as an important issue in in the workplace so there's a lot of education that we need to do but you know i'd much rather be early than late
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. So, for a lot of your companies, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking back on the, uh, the city of Bellevue that had all the, this data and they had spreadsheets, but they weren't able to really organize it in a way that was working for them until they jumped on board with you. Are there companies out there that, that come to you and say, "We have absolutely no data. We have no idea what we're doing, and we're starting from scratch. And we're going to. Can you help us from from the ground up?"
1: There are not companies. Our, our customers don't come to us at that stage it's, it's probably not productive for us to engage yet but we do have a great network of sustainability consultants that we work with and so you know if customers like that come to us we tend to we would tend to send them to a sustainability consultant
0: okay, okay. To think
1: about why they're doing this work what they want to do exactly
0: right right and t- tell me a little bit about the partnerships that you have with these consulting firms um i know they're listed on your website um what tell me what the relationship is and how that process works
1: well uh, the the interest here and in, in our, our best partners are those that um that see th- they're very technically savvy they understand kind of the, the landscape of sustainability data and the importance of data, the importance of measuring in order to manage. And what they see in us in Scope 5 is um, an opportunity for them to m- – most of these consultant firms had done work on behalf of their clients that starts with an inventory, mm-hmm. measuring where you are, a baseline. They had done that with spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Um and some of them have developed really sophisticated spreadsheets, but what by working with us uh, they can spend less time kind of fixing errors in spreadsheets, finding out who overwrote the formula in cell C14, right. and they can spend more time on doing the stuff they're really good at, which is okay. Here's your data. Here are some charts. Let's decide what to do about this. Mm-hmm. So, so the. Re- they can really focus on the things that they they are experts at. So with those kind of partners, we see a great synergy um, and that we add value to each other.
0: Okay. For those of you who are just tuning in, I'm speaking with Yoram Burnett. He's the CEO and co-founder of Seattle-based Scope 5. Well, I've got just a couple more questions um, for you. Uh, We've talked about the challenges. Are you optimistic that that, the companies and and what you're seeing, they're, they're, they're going to increasingly... Jump on board and use services like like Scope Fives.
1: Absolutely, I, I think there's no choice. Mm. I think that increasingly companies are realizing that this is linked to their bottom line, and uh, we have a deep pipeline now of enterprises, local governments, small and large, we're working with mm-hmm. to enable.
0: That's great. And what are what is the five what is the uh, the five year plan, two to five to ten year plan? What are we What are we looking at? Are you going to Branch out? You have offices all over the the country. Are you just going to increasingly, uh, you know, increase your customer base, or, or what's the plan?
1: Well, I don't think we need offices all over the country. <laughs> right. Some degree, that's kind of uh, in, in opposition to, that kind to of being is. efficient. Right. right. What we stand for. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to bring on more and more customers, and we're going to help th- them eliminate millions and millions of tons of carbon emissions and millions and millions of pounds of waste and water, which is increasingly becoming, you know, mm-hmm. a, a concern. there's increasing concern over water scarcity. And our aim is to, to really make the world a better place and, and uh, help uh, com- our customers both eliminate waste and carbon emissions and streamline their operations to save to, cost. Say, to say and cost
0: right, which is really the you know what what companies are at the end of the day really really looking at what sectors do you do you see um jumping on board the most in the future or now what what are you, are you i mean obviously it runs the gamut um your clients but what, what what sectors are you seeing the most activity from your from your perch
1: which sectors? well um, I, I guess the 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 one response there is: Well, do you use energy? Do you generate waste? Mm. Um, you can save money by taking control of that data, and that really means, you know, that every sector here is is in our our crosshairs. Um, but I think we're still learning. I, I really think it's a very broad uh, cross-sector kind of product and need. Um, I think there are many ways to segment. The, that market and look at it. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is by kind of what are the motivators that a company might be facing that drive them to us, and uh, the two big ones are companies um, may face losing business if they can't report, and maybe a customer has come to them and asked them to report on their water volume last, water usage last year, and they couldn't, and mm-hmm. that will drive them to a solution like Scope 5. Okay. And another is that they're looking for opportunities for streamlining their operations and for uh, efficiency. Um, so so those are two reasons companies come to us, but it, it's all sorts of companies, and, and now increasingly government organizations.
0: Well, that's interesting. What, um, wh- Why do you think the government organizations are, are... I mean, obviously there's a need, but the trend of, of them coming to you...
1: Well, I, I think there are a number of things. I think there's increased demand for transparency um, mm-hmm. applies to companies and government. Um, and so this is a way to be more transparent. And uh, also uh, there, are, there are a lot of uh, government organizations trying to implement climate action plans. Mm. Um, and to implement a climate action plan, it's really helpful to know where you are now. Um before you decide what you're going to change, um, sure, and and then saving
0: costs. Yeah, of course. What about the the, inf- the actual data and information? Um, are, are companies sharing it amongst each other? Are y- is that s- part of the process?
1: That is not part of our process. We um, we uh, you know keep take our customers' data to be strictly confidential okay. and and have security in place so that customers can only access their own data of course mm-hmm. um but i do you know i do envision that once we have hundreds of thousands of customers um there is some uh the ability to compare oneself to others in aggregate in mm-hmm. similar sectors mm-hmm. and we we may implement that kind of uh, functionality ourselves we may partner with with other organizations that um that do that kind of benchmark
0: yeah that would be terrific Wow, well this has been this has been terrific uh talking to you and getting to know more about your company. Um the for for listeners uh who didn't hear the website earlier, it's www.scope5.com and I find sort of your news your news section to be extremely helpful to kind of paint a picture of who some of your recent clients are and and really kind of the work you do in addition to the other parts of the website. So um I encourage all listeners to get on uh, www.scope5.com. And Yoram, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us today.
1: Thank you, Chrissy. It's been been great. really enjoyed it. I did too.
0: All right, have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you.